Hello, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Growing, Growing Up, Up in America. America. I'm Keel. I'm that guy, Ron. Or TJ Miller. Yeah, or TJ. Dude, he's going to sue we're me. Still, we're still not sure yet. <laughs> if we put him in the description, <laughs> Keel and TJ Miller, I, how long till he notices? I think I was just going to change the uh, the profile image to just him. Just him. <laughs> just him. And then uh, we'll see what happens. Actually, I think he'll actually get us some listeners. I actually think he might find that funny. He also he would probably disagree with that we sound alike, but he, he might. And then, but then we'll have the audience decide that if he's uh, chatting with us. Yeah, let me know how that one goes. So T.J. Miller, if you're out there, T.J. Miller, catch wind of this. Yeah, don't sue us. I don't mean. <laughs> you can see by our followers that we don't have any money, so please don't sue yeah. us. <laughs> we can't get blood from the stone. Yeah, you could get you could help build that stone up, then sue and us. This also protects <laughs> us ten years from now from any sort of reverse. Cancel culture. I mean, I could see T.G. Miller eventually being a victim of cancel culture. <laughs> oh, for sure. But his brand is still just... And I mean that as a compliment, not an insult to T.J. Miller, just to be clarified. And, but his humor is also... I yes, mean, that's what it is. Just far enough outside the uh, peripherals where they won't catch right. me. Dude, him on, him on uh, can enjoy Silicon Valley, weeks. it kills me. Silicon Valley is a... Under it's a great show. I wish more people knew about it. It's a fucking amazing show. Well, if show. we had listeners, we could get more people to know about it. But lots of people on there um, are, are getting all kinds of uh, new jobs because of that show. Is it still on the air, that show? No, no. I, didn't. I got rid of HBO a little while back. When when Game of Thrones disappointed me, I got rid of HBO. It was like uh, fourth season in Game of Thrones. I was like, I'm out. You didn't stay this through the whole no, end? No, I, I, I don't know how the end goes. It right. pissed me off too much. Well, it just got still. You can ruin it. It's fine. I would spoil it right now. Go ahead. <laughs> uh, everybody dies. Well, that no shit. Oh my god! A bunch, blown. a bunch of characters I don't know died because all the characters I knew Any, already died. Anyone that anyone that only half mattered stayed alive. Every anybody that does. Was, John Snow make it through that whole thing? He does. Okay. Good for John. But he's he's outcasted. He only, he only has to die again. once. And he oh, goes, it happens all over again. Yeah, he goes with the guy that looks like you. Oh, the uh, the Viking looking dude. Mm. Uh, the girl he was with, the Viking dude and Jon Snow, does she die? The Viking dude and Jon Snow? No, the girl that when the. They're not Vikings, that's not the right word. They're what, from the north or whatever? Yeah, the, 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 so the, there's a girl that. The wildlings. Wakes, yeah, the Wildlings, that's where it is. It's been a while now. The Wildlings, Jon Snow messes with that girl. Yeah. When they, when they meet, captured. yeah, yeah, when they meet, oh, yeah. but she, when dies, she dies, she dies. Way she was so hot, pretty hot. Did she, got, did she die while I still watch? I think she died while I still watch it. I thought they got married, and I thought they were husband and wife. For I don't remember. Wait, the wildlings or Jon Snow and the chick, Jon Snow and the girl, yeah, yeah. I did look like the other guy. So, the other guy also did uh hotel commercials, like for hotels.com, something like that, <laughs> something like that, really. So, so yeah, yeah, yeah. so that it was the actual same guy. So his cardboard cutout would be in hotels that he would stay at for work. And so I would go there with my coworkers to these hotels in Louisiana or Virginia or whatever for work. And there I would be in the fucking lobby in a cardboard cutout. It, dude, the guy looked like me. He There's no look, way around he it. Does look I like mean, me. not as much anymore because my hair's a little more under control these days. But Wait. wild hair on looks like that you dude. You can still cosplay him in every Oh, yeah, I could. Yeah, 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 absolutely. Yeah, it would be awesome. Yeah. Or they think I was a leprechaun, but I can't get away. Isn't from it? Isn't it wild that like a show like that really brought fantasy books to the scene? Because I feel like before that, that was the part that was you're cool. Like, oh, you're a reader. What are you reading? You like sci-fi? And you're like, Meh. yeah, I like mystery. That was cool. Um, so do you? Did you ever read the Wheel of Time? That just that came on. Netflix? Yeah, I was gonna say just came. Was it Netflix? I thought it was Prime. I have no idea though. I just I, saw previews for we're it. Gonna jack it up. But I saw the same preview. Yeah, and I wanted to watch it. I did not. know Did you ever read the books? Never. Read so them. I read seven of them back in high school. Out of how many? Fourteen or eighteen? There's a lot. That's what I feel like a good science fiction. Um, well, it's, saga is. It's, real, like, it's like twenty-three books. Real time gets even better. It's over whatever, we'll say 18 books or whatever, 14, 18 books, somewhere in that range. Yeah. But it's over 30 years. No pictures. No, God, no. <laughs> and so it's over 30 years, though, that it took to write this. The original author died before all books were released. Oh, really? He, what he did was he got another author that he trusted with his series and gave him all his notes before he died. And the other guy finished it. I don't know how many. You got to know this is, a, this is very recent. 
to Wait, like probably, what I like. So like I read some of the books, but I didn't know any of that. That probably works to the uh, writer's advantage because I mean, if the, I don't know what the subject matter is, but I'm sure somebody else taking over really adds to the whole. I think it's um, kind. Of, it's kind of cool to think that you committed your life to this and you knew your time was coming, so you made sure that what you committed your life to could finish. It's better than... That's cool. Well, I think that's cool. It's better than Martin's finish where he was just so yeah. busy. He's like, I don't need to write books. Yeah, time. exactly. I'm making a lot of money. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was more... So, what? But so like, I read a few of them, like whatever, half or maybe around half of them, but that was in high school. And so like, I restarted rereading the first one and like, it's weird. I'm reading this book and it's like, you know, high fantasy, but yet I'm re- remembering what I was going through in high school at the time that I was reading it. I'm like, this is weird. I got this double, like, nostalgic thing happening. Yeah. And so I'm really looking forward to the series on top. It's exciting, actually. I got the exact feeling that you're talking about because I get that feeling with certain moments in time where, like, I'm really into a particular... could be a book. It could be, it could be songs. Like, a lot of people equate songs to relationships, but it doesn't have to be that. It's just an easy one to pick out. But, like, the video games thing, like... Dude, it's I, I another one. I definitely flash back to moments when I hear certain pieces of music with a video game with how I felt at the time and the things that were going on. And then just... Dude, that's... Just come flooding That down. song from Donnie Darko, A Mad World. Yeah. It's also different? part of Gear of Wars. It's in that... Uh, whatever that... What the heck's Gears? The two guys, they fight... God, why am I blanking on video games? There is a Gears of War. So it, is it, called, it is Gears of War. There's one called that. It's, yeah, I, yeah. I don't remember the song. I don't remember. Well, that, like that song's like linked up with it. So okay. like it's like a huge part. So I'm, I do I love whenever I hear that song. It's like one of my favorite movies and one of my favorite games as what, a kid. What is it that makes us feel that way? That, and sometimes now that I'm older, I definitely know when I'm experiencing something I'm going to remember later because it's so enjoyable or I feel just a certain way. Yeah, but I mean, what it is is it, what makes you feel that way is memories because they're a funny thing, especially the older we get. But I also think that sometimes you think you're in one of those moments, but it doesn't always stay that way in your in your mind when no. time happens. Well, I, I don't think it's something that happens right away, or you're gonna like always remember it. Like, but you're definitely gonna it's definitely gonna hit you later on down the road, and you're just like, I remember feeling that way during that because how I felt. The first time. Oh, the signs. The signs of getting old. Uh, nostalgia is one of my favorite things in the fucking world, and it's because I'm old. Nostalgia is the best because you can. Um... Yeah, like nostalgia is one of those weird feelings that it's hard to recreate or fake. So I, I, whenever I have those pure emotions, I get excited. And now it's like one of the few that I truly look forward to. That reminds me of a line from um, The Watchmen. Oh, speaking of. Oh, God, it's a Watchmen. Did you watch the movie or did you read the graphic novel? I only watched the movie. I always wanted to get the graphic novels, never did. The graphic novel. Okay, so you had the same path I did. I watched The Watchmen and I was enthralled and I watched it and I watched it and I watched it. I didn't understand why people didn't enjoy it. But then I read the graphic novel. It doesn't... The movie doesn't hold a That's f- what, candle to I've the heard novel. that. That's actually part of the reason I never got into the graphic novel. All the pieces I wanted to know about were in the graphic novel. The, the first uh, Widow... I think what was her name oh i don't remember i her think name. it's i think it's like the widow or something like that okay she was uh, a specter oh okay the first okay specter. she's she's made a comment that the as uh the future goes on it gets darker and darker yes. and the past becomes brighter and brighter i like that line and I think I, it has a lot of truth to it i mean that that's one of the beautiful things about that movie though it, it pulls you along because they're past that time in their life where a lot of it is nostalgia and yet somehow they still sell it so beautifully and make you feel it with them what was the guy what was the owl guy's name god the owl what was his name the the owl right was that his name i don't know sure yo the watchman it's been a while it could be night owl but i think it's owl so good and Rorschach like oh Rorschach is the best and you want to know something I called that actor playing Freddy Krueger from the moment I saw him play Rorschach okay and I said this guy has all the the capabilities of playing a mental patient and a horror villain yeah and he played Rorschach he really held the the ancillary parts of that film together and um because I don't think the comedian did a, a good enough job with that character me either. It was all right. But I didn't... I, Thank God it died quickly. They make it seem like there's much more to him than what they put in that movie. But I again, I don't know because I didn't see, read the graphic novels. I think I identified him with most because he's a really silent guy and he responds in one-word answers. 
That's that's pretty much, that's pretty much my mo. <laughs> Despite what you're hearing right now, I, people ask a question, I give them an answer. Like there's supposed to be more to it, and there's not. It's just it's my response is the answer of what your question was. So Jackie Earl, who plays Warshark, um, plays Kruger in the 2010 movie. Yeah, Ugh. which I called the Ugh. moment I saw him. I yeah, said, but that's before, isn't it? I called it before. I went. When, when did film, Watchmen come out? 2007, maybe? Could have been 2008. Dude, I, I might have seen up. this movie way after. Like, oh, you, Re, said, yeah, you I, only just heard about it? Well, I mean, it's been at least 10 years. That's a Jim Gaffigan. Dude, oh shit, March 6, 2009. 2009, okay. Wow, I didn't know that. I really, I, dude, I, I thought he played Kruger first. No, he didn't. I, I only quote this because I, this was a moment in Nostalgic Times where I was just fiending Watchmen, playing uh, World of Warcraft, and hammering uh, Code, Code Reds. Uh, no, Mountain Dew. Code Red. Plain. Not Code Red. I hated Code Red. Sometimes Pitch Black was all right. Ew, you're disgusting. Chips and salsa like a maniac. And then I would run three miles. So here, I always thought that he did the Watchmen first. Yeah. Or, I mean, I thought he was Kruger first. And then the Watchmen came after him. I didn't realize the other way around. I fucking hate him as Freddy Krueger. You didn't like it? Dude, there's only one Freddy Krueger. Robert Englund? Yes. And I don't think Robert... I think Robert Englund got typecast because he pops up in so many things. And then... Nobody knows he's Freddy Krueger, and he's like, "Why is that guy here?" It's like, "Well, he's probably the most famous slasher." Who doesn't actor. know? Lots of people don't know because you, d- that makeup is unrecognizable. And no, Friday no, 13. no, no, no. Everyone knows. Everyone who likes them knows. Everyone that just kind of knows about Friday the Thirteenth and has seen it a couple times, they don't know that's Robert. Well, oh, if they've seen Friday the Thirteenth, they might not know at all. But it's true. unless they saw the West Craven one, called it Nightmare on Elm Street, not Friday the Thirteenth. But we'll just you know not to get nitpicky. Thanks for correcting. I'm just me. trying to make sure that we don't miss. I didn't want our... to insult you. Yes, yes, they. Out there. Yes, they did link up together I in one movie. Nightmare on Elm Street, but the problem is it all blurs. So if I mention Predator or Alien right now, that's an accident. Did you? <laughs> <laughs> did you watch the movie of them together? Uh, no, I did not. Is you never saw Freddy Jason? Yeah. No, I didn't watch that. No. It gets ripped apart by both camps. Yeah. Like, people hate it. It's one of my favorites. One of your favorites? I fucking love it. I fucking give me, love give me, it. Give me your memory of that time, moment in time. Dude, it was. It played out exactly how it was supposed to. Like, it's Freddy. Uh, how did it play out? We're, that's clearly spoilers are not a problem on this show. No, no. <laughs> we've, already, we've already broke Jason's, down. Jason's a demon. Game of Thrones. This is already established. We know this. Jason's a demon. That's why he can't die. This is established. Yeah, yeah. No, if you're no. a true Friday the 13th fan, you realize that Jason's not never a living creature. He's a demon. Mm-hmm. He's an entity. See, I didn't know that, but keep going. Again, they don't ever say that. It's just you understand that if you... only way the movies make sense is that if, if he's an entity, a demon. Okay. Because otherwise, at one point, they blow him up in pieces and they, he fucking regenerates. So they never specifically say he's from hell, do they? No, but don't. Right. But oh, why wouldn't he be? So therefore, so they go to hell. How does Freddy Krueger become relevant again in a place where he's been forgotten well he congers up the demon that is Jason Voorhees to start killing people for him which leads to because the, the town remembers Freddy Krueger all the old people so when people start dying they go oh my god it's Freddy back it's happening again so therefore now he's back and now he can get back in their dreams dude that's fucking good that's a good way like how do you how do you have Freddy Krueger come back into a neighborhood that he's been missing for 10, 15, 20 years, whatever the hell it is. How? It's a gone name. Dude, you I have I fucking like Jason. I love it. I love the creativity of adding in something that has no business of belonging. And and they don't take a shortcut. Like, I just watched um, Fast and Furious, I guess, 9. And they brought back Han, right? And I loved Han. I love him as a character. Has he but, been brought back since Drift? He just got brought back. This is the newest movie. He was in Drift, right? He was in Tokyo Drift. That's when he was and originally. Was he introduced. in any other ones? He was in three others. So, I know. okay, so it's not that. No, but he was dead than. Did they Paul Walker he... too? Oh, sorry. Oh. He's not dead in the movies, bro. Oh, oh he just dead. can't. They I just... thought he was dead in the movies. No, he's not dead in the movies. Wait, Paul Walker's not dead in the movies. No. Spoiler alert: like He's dead in real life. <laughs> R.I.P. Fans of uh, what was this surf movie? 
Blue Deep Blue Crash or something like that. I have no idea. It might have been Blue Crash. I barely know. I might have been across Deep Blue with Samuel. He li- <laughs> he lived a dream life. Uh, I will not. He I don't care that he's dead. He lived a dream life. Good yeah, for him. All the good guys die early. We know that. I have no idea. Was he a good guy? He liked fast cars, and he seemed like he was cool. Uh, he was a cool guy. He might have eaten he babies. Was, I don't know. He was an action actor, and we lost him. Yeah, sure. But they brought back Han in the most convoluted way, where it was just like, oh, this guy was pulling all the strings, and he's not really dead. He just made it look real. And you're like, all right, I guess I have to accept that, because in the one movie, Tokyo Drift, they made him dead. So yeah, but they also like tear safes through skyscrapers with mustangs. But that, so like really, something come back to the dead is not that crazy. But, okay, but that's what I'm saying. Like in a in a franchise like that, I accept the cheesy. Yeah, the, just like horror. The out, sure, but real deal action can be just as like, cheesy. But when you get a different director taking over an IP and they are weaving in a better story than just the the standard way out, I I appreciate that so much more. What the fuck? Michael Bay had something to do with Friday the Thirteenth. Oh no, Michael Bailey. Never mind. Sorry. Keep going. That's not the same guy. No, 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 I got real mad for a second. I'm back. Speaking of Michael Bay, mm. directing CGI over. Oh my god, I fucking... over live action, like a lot of live action. Well, how do you feel? What's your take on that? Oh, I love it. I'm okay with CGI. Because when we grew up, when we grew up, I I can specifically remember Disney and the animated cartoons like. Story starting with, story. Starting, with, starting with Aladdin. I know Lion King was before that. I think um, they're just cartoons, right? But like hand no drawn cin- animation, and then the shift but when they when they picked up Pixar and everything went to CGI and yeah, and, DreamWorks, Pixar, yeah, Toy Story up. Now, now every movie that comes out on Disney Plus is CGI, which doesn't make it a bad movie, but it. You, I love that style. I think I love the cartoon artwork better than um, a lot of the CGI. I actually really. I, it's hard to say if it's the artwork, though, because a lot of times with those computer animated movies, Toy Stories, Ups, um, you know, I like the storyline in them a lot. They have of great storyline. So it's hard to say because, like, the, I feel like the storyline is up so much that I don't know if it's that I like or if it's the way they did it. Because, like, Toy Story is probably the greatest like animated movie of all time it's a fantastic movie and i'm not taking and lion king is like also up there but from any of that but i would much visually more appealing would rather watch robin hood and uh, 101 dalmatians because that that artwork appeals so much more to me i like the computer animation cartoonish stuff it's super cool you can do way more with it but there's i don't know i, I guess i just like Maybe I'm an old soul in that regard. No, I don't know. I, I've never ever thought about it because, like, dude, 101 Dalmatians not to sound lame. It's an like it's an amazing story. Like that movie is like seriously, it's one of the greatest movies of all time. My favorite. I don't agree that its storyline is all that great, but mm. it's 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 fun. It's it pulls you along. It's endearing because who over the top villains. Over the top villains. Is oh, cool. I love over that shit. You, you need that. But I I never thought about the drawing style. The difference because one's drawn and one's computer. You know they're both. Well, computer, that's what right? I think. That's why I think there's this clear separation I never... because you go from the drawing style of like Bambi to like you get some of that CGI computer graphics in something like Aladdin, and then. You get this weird. You shift. don't get that in Aladdin. You do because do you remember the scene where he's flying through the lava? Oh, I guess that's okay. Yeah, it's like an early '90s like screensaver. Yeah, yeah, it's like it's like a '90s screensaver. I got you. Uh, and then things like Mulan and um, Lion King. When you see a herd of people, that's just frames recycled. So the hyenas are recycled. The the Hun running down the mountain are recycled. You don't realize that CGI at the time because the hand drawn artwork. But then what you see it the most is in something like Atlantis, where it's yeah. clearly spliced in. And it's still really cool visually, but there was a disconnect during that time. And then it was full CGI from Toy Story, Bugs Life. I was going to say, I feel like I don't like... Like Atlantis is a prime example. It's clear cut. It's very transparent when it's, it is. It's, Aladdin's it's another which I forgot time. about that scene. But it's almost like I'd rather those scenes weren't there. Like, I almost feel like it needs to be the division. Either you're this or you're that for me to truly enjoy it and not think about it. Don't pepper both. Yeah, when yeah, you definitely... Because you remember Toy Story just went to, like, 
a hand-drawn portion. Yeah, like, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> like, it just would it'd be weird. It'd be awkward. Like, they, they would probably pepper it in the story beautifully, and it would probably make sense in the story. But it's still be weird. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, there's definitely uh, a clear... Did we really... Shot. Keep going. There's definitely a clear um, difference between what we grew up with and what kids are growing up with now. And, and there's nothing wrong with that, because it's different from what our parents grew up with, with the 50s and 60s cartoons because i mean i mean color was a whole special effect in and of itself i mean most of our parents experienced color their whole life well not necessarily they had a black and white tv in their house but color had existed it just wasn't in every home right so they had experienced but that was the innovation was they crossed over from yeah. black and white to color and technicolor dude what's wild is the first color they technicolor? motherfuckers just painted that shit on so the they way painted I, I, on the film. They painted on the. Oh yeah, yeah. That's, the yeah. original color fucking movies where yeah, some pa- dude painted it yeah, frame on frame. to frame by frame, yeah. painted their outfits. Yeah, painted. I know we came a long way. Now that's we, cr- now, we, ha- now cool. we have entire movies on the size of a quarter. What a cool fucking job! What do you do for a living? Oh, I paint movies. So when I was in uh, kindergarten, I was super good at coloring inside the lines. So I took that you skill. Would be. <laughs> <laughs> and I applied it to life and made myself a color artist for movie reels. No, you didn't. No, that's that guy oh. that did it. <laughs> Say, wait, that was my impression. I was waiting for you to tell me, like, your, your like, first job was coloring movies. No, you were interviewing me for a uh, color of the black and white movie job. It's all, you, you had, like, a eighth grade education, but you were just really good at coloring lines. The fields weren't going to plow themselves. They were things like that didn't last very long. No, because technology sped up. Because quick, they figure out how to quick, quick, make quick. the film actually retain Animation the Animation didn't last that long when you look at it. Oh, no. Well, if you really look at it, what we've done in the past 100 years, nothing has lasted long. If you, like, take it in, like, perspective of the rest of history. Yeah. Whether it's machinery oh, or... We, I mean, I, it's, oh, we figured out how to shoot it, a gun. Now let's mass produce these fuckers and make them semi-automatic. Yeah, yeah China said this. Oh, that was a hard. They're like, how do we make this automatic? Oh, and a, I don't even have to. Oh, you know. in like two hundred years, you made it so that you went from gunpowder to seriously fully automatic defense systems that shoot missiles out of the sky in like less than two hundred years. Holy shit! It's mind blowing. It's crazy. It's mind blowing. Like, who can keep up with that? Not us. They don't give a Not shit. Humanity. Yeah. So that's why the I just stay in my lane. The retirement age should be like forty-five in the future, right? Because everything else will have passed you by. No, if anything, the retirement age is gonna be like older. No, no, no. The way, the way it should be is that retirement age is forty-five because you become obsolete way sooner. You have a good twenty-year window of doing a great job, then you can retire. Obviously, they're gonna milk you until you're dead, so you can't retire. Yeah, that's the path we're on. I don't know. I'm not on that path personally. I'm on the path to die working in my 90s exactly and i'll that's probably make it to 90s because that's the one that's what they want yeah but even before they wanted us on that path don't you feel like that was like the human nature to be on that path we just didn't live as long i guess so like we've always been a working species that's how we got to where we are but there was a small window in time where it was like you did a really good job for 40 years 50 years and then you could just relax and enjoy your accomplishments Dave. What time was that? Uh, I guess the 40s and 50s, 60s. And then I think it slowly faded. What about World War II in that time frame? Well, I was going to served and... I don't know. I think... After World War II was the best times in the American economy. That's fair. So I guess if you retired in that time frame, you probably missed going to the war because you were too old. And yeah, then you oh, retired definitely. in an economic boom. Right. So that's fair. There was like at least two generations where it was prime retirement. But they might have sort of well, won some of those guys, so... Oh. I'm just saying there's underlying factors to all that to like, yeah, we might work longer, but like the world doesn't war like it used to. No, no, The no. world doesn't war like it that's used to. That's because technology is too advanced where Thank God everybody is scared shitless of what can happen. No, no, warring still happening. It's just different. Well, yeah. No, no. Human nature is that I want what you have. I will fucking take that it. That is human nature. Absolutely. Without a doubt. Absolutely. But None of this exists without but that. the global powers fear that they have technology that will ruin everybody yeah. and unintended consequences. Yeah. Like, I, we, we are, even though There's it's... No, just fighting one person. It's fighting it, several at the same time. It can time be such always. a trying, trying time to live in our quote-unquote generation, but goddamn, are we not lucky? 
So we get so many luxuries and can sit here and talk about nostalgic from the eighties. We're, we're definitely lucky. We're definitely. Lucky. I, I don't care if I die working. I feel blessed. But you brought up a good point with you want with what I don't have. Yeah. Um, and that's kind of what's going on in business relations on a normal basis, right? So we're experiencing an MLB lockout right now. No, we're not. Yes, we are. We just ended though. We just had a. Who won the World Series? The Braves? Braves won the World Series. That just happened. How can you go over a lockout right after the World Series? Because the CBA, the collective bargaining collective bargaining agreement, has expired and neither side had come to a new agreement. Therefore, business is shut down. Everybody, all the signings you saw on ESPN were right before the deadline. We are currently the business owners effectively locked out the players because they don't have an agreement in place. Okay, all right. So, all right. I understand lockouts, but I don't understand baseball. So, right now, what could they be doing? Could they be making trades right now? No. No, no. It, if the lockout was not happening. If it wasn't happening. Or is it... You want me to tell you a, a typical a normal, So, World Series just ended. World Series just ended. A so, typical, now... Typical December. Because you're not in training camp. No. You're not there yet. No, spring training is not until March. Yeah, so... What typically happens... To me, most sports right now are quiet anyway. Right after their championship. Like, you're months away from their training camp starting. This is a quiet time in most sports anyway for that sport. So, in in December specifically, baseball has what they call winter meetings. And the powers that be get together and they discuss what they're going to do for the sport in the upcoming future. It also gives the owners and GMs a chance to collaborate and talk of trades. Okay. And work out new deals for the free agents. So they hang out, but like but collectively. They do, but they do work. But yeah, it's collective. Because they, they make... No, if you're collectively they, they hanging have, out, it's, they, it's doing work. Yeah, they, they look at the rules. They look, yeah, at, it's not they just, look at the profits. It's So right now, it's not about... I mean, it's always about your team, but right now, it's people are interacting... Team to team, they're crossing each other right now to figure out new rules. Yeah, where you so right that's now is a time that you're talking to other organizations. That's what they should yeah. be doing right now. So because, it is a busy time for because them because then in the second week of January, they everybody really goes on vacation. The owners, the players, and everybody, and then they start preparing to come back for spring training. So, but here's the thing: if they get back going before spring training, does it matter? Does this matter? Will it matter? No. But the problem is, is that the sport. Just like many other sports have experienced this, they're at a point where they make so much money that they need a new agreement in place because the money needs to be split fairly. And in I, most arguments, I know how to split it fairly. Lower ticket prices. That would be great. Well, Dicks. this is why it's this is why it's bad for sports because <laughs> every so, time this happens, tickets be, go up again. Because what this really amounts to is employers versus employees, and. They can't come to agreement because they're too lofty in their expectations. They don't care enough about the the validity of the sport. and Oh, no. They just care about getting theirs. And they don't care about the consumer. Oh, they just care about getting theirs. And, and it's so far away from that ideal, I, I, ideology now that these lockouts even happen in the first place, right? So it's always owners want to keep what's making good margins on their end and players want more of a piece of the cut which is a fair argument except for it's at the expense of us super well and lockouts kill revenue because oh they kill it and they oh trust me from experience they kill fans they go away. People will take you. The fans ye- lose. The fans it will. Lose it will time. take them years to gain some of those fans if back. Ever. If, if ever. ever. If you know ever. why? Because if another sport has it going on, they're going to gravitate towards that sport. And particularly in baseball, it's a. It's not a very exciting sport. It's a really. No, it's a, passionate it's a, it's a, sport. It's a chess sport. It's a strategy sport. Right. Once you realize the nuances of baseball, you can get into it. It's a really beautiful I still, sport. I know the nuances, and I still don't like it. But it's not for you. But imagine not getting more attention because... No, I'm actually kind of glad this is happening. Well, it happened in... It's which, in primetime hockey season. I'm, which, a, I'm which, in that. I'm right, in. It's in hockey season, I'm so in. You're, not, you're, you're ignoring it. But this I'm can in. carry over easily into spring training. Don't give a Hockey's shit. Hockey's over. Stanley Cup could be hoisted. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then you'll be like, oh. We'll gain some fans because of it. Because bad press. And hockey's right. going on at the same time. Yeah, I mean... Hockey's going to benefit, but... Yeah, I mean... Hockey, I, know, I know for me... Hockey's already been hurt twice by this. Exactly. In my... 
maybe more, but in my lifetime, what, twice. What okay, it's the same, same, same exact scenario happens in hockey a couple of times. Twice. And how did it? How did it affect you? Oh, well, the first time I stopped being a fan. When was that? What was it? Early nineties, ninety four ish, somewhere in there. 94, 95. Thirty years ago. Think yeah. about that. Well, you stopped being a fan. I mean, yeah, but I was young, and then, and then I, it affected me too. The second one affected me hugely. Well, the second one, second one turned me off for hockey until I met you. The second one, after the second one, is when I really came back all the way. Like I knew about the Flyers and the like, the, the Legion of Doom, but like I don't know. Like when I talk hockey, my Flyers knowledge, most of that stuff that I know about Legion of Doom is because I've vested interest in the team. So I've done my research to find out. I didn't watch that shit mm-hmm. because it was in this era of like I kind of said "fuck you, hockey," which actually, like looking back, kind of sucks because like Legion of Doom shit was badass with Flyers fans, and those dudes were crazy. I would have loved to watch Lindros more than I did. But then when the second lockout happened, the way they negotiated actually started to turn me back onto hockey a little, and they came back. I feel like a stronger league. For the market, there's things that I don't like because like the leagues now become like less hitting, but the things that they, the strides they made for players, fans, owners, the whole experience, I think they made huge strides. But when you look at the trajectory, I can guarantee you they are nowhere near close to where they would have been. Oh no, it killed that. Both those lockouts killed them. I know. For so when. So as a fan of sports, what I like best about it is investing myself in the players over teams because I really enjoy seeing the greats and who's doing who's doing well. I know. And, That's why you love the and, Flyers and so that, much. Yeah, okay. So you heard it. You I still don't know anybody on the Flyers. Bullshit. <laughs> I could name three Flyers total. You could name more than that. I can't. Yes, you can. Okay. Right now. This no, is- no, for real. No bullshit. All right. Uh... No, you can eat because you. December third, twenty twenty one. I can name three flyers. No, you can eat more than three. Right, guarantee so we, it. We got Carter Hart, easy. Okay. Travis Konechny, only because you love him. I don't love him. Keep going. Get the <sighs> fuck out of here! You're so gonna, full of shit. I'm not full of shit. I'm trying. Oh, uh, the easy one, the captain. Um, oh, the easy one, the captain. Yeah, hold on. Let me get his name. No, come on. This no, can't I, be I real. It is real. Let me get his name. He's only one of the greatest centers of the league. Thank Quadru. you. I got it. That's three. Come on. There's no way you don't know more. I know the guys from last year. That's the problem. Name the guys from last year. So Shane Gostigar was on. There. He's, yeah, he's never on the team now. Brady Shen was on there. He's that was not last year, but yeah, he's he on was there. on there at one point. Yeah, two years ago. Um, then. Are you really gonna name all guys who are our team? Come on, in this you have to name at least one that's still there. Dude, I can't. That's. Sad. I just named three. Can, how many Bruins can you name? Probably three. Yeah, that, that makes you feel better. That makes you feel a lot better. You're a fucking stats guy. That's I love why. stats. You don't know who stats. their fucking name are, but you can tell me their numbers. I'll learn the name when they get stats. Fucking goddamn bullshit. But that's but that's how I that's how I root for teams. <laughs> that's hilarious, isn't it? <laughs> it is. How do you root for teams? I mean, first and foremost is allegiance. Okay, I have to. How do you get an allegiance? I don't know. It was forced upon me. I have no idea, honestly. It was forced upon well, me. Well, here's the thing. Well, I have no decision. Well, as we know, I didn't just live here. Mm-hmm. So I was a Blackhawks fan. Jerry Roenick and Chris Chavez were my shit back. Um, but I still was a Flyers fan even then. Like, it just started as a kid, man. I was here in Pennsylvania before I moved. Watched the Flyers with my, some of my stepdad's band members. And then it, it later transpired to me becoming a Blackhawks fan. But I don't know. Flyers is in my blood. Do you think it's right that sports teams are largely thrust upon you based on your locality? I, I think that's what makes them great. Yeah. Yeah, because that goes. Sports are all about tapping into our like natural. Because you know none of those players, none of those players are hometown. That's fine. That's, that's like not it's 1%. about that. It's about not, dude. It's about be, like what was it? The Flyers teams that won the Stanley Cup. Mm-hmm. I think every one of them is Canadian. Like I'm, not even I'm, like I'm positive. I think every one of those positive. If maybe that. I think I don't know where Bobby Clark's from. He's Canadian. Maybe he's Canadian. You think so? I do. You yeah. want to look it up? I mean, whatever. I'm pretty confident. This. All right, but look it up. Keep going. Where the hell was I going with that? Before you distract me with Canadian talk, I don't even know. Oh, he's fresh. percent Canadian. Yeah. Well, I'm sure. I think every one of the Flyers was Canadian when they won. Oh, but even if that's the case, 
like they're not from your town it goes back to our primal instincts that warrior pride tribal council small town really mentality we all have so you root for your city yeah it bonds you with your city it also just gives you an excuse to have a good time what if you hate your city i mean then what are you doing there but that's what i'm saying why do you have to be tied to rooting for somebody you don't I'm okay with people that refer to the Cowboys. Do you? It's weird when they, they never lived there to me. It's weird. It is weird, right? But I don't care. But I mean, but I, refer to, I refer to a team I never lived near. Yeah, that's because they have the same initials as you. And that's, I'm also a stat guy. And I, I think that there is a lot that speaks to it. And I think I... I assume you're talking about Kansas. Yeah, Kansas City. Uh, baseball. Baseball. Kansas City... Royals? Oh, yes. Go me. Woo! Nailed it. Yeah! <laughs> sports! You love sports. sports. We're going to train hockey no, here's for, a, here's for a baseball th- games. Here's the thing. Oh, a oh, I go to baseball games. I go to a few every year. I love baseball games. Love them. They're, they're a great time. But, all right. Kansas City Royals, though, especially were you a fan for a long time or in years uh, recent? I've been a fan for something like... Uh, almost 11 years now. Okay, well, then this goes out the window because I say their story in the past five, six years has been like dynamic. Like their struggles, the way they played, ups and downs. Just they've been a hard nosed team who deserves people to get. So I can see you if you became a fan in that time frame. But what made you. I wasn't bandwagon, no. No, you didn't bandwagon. So what. Gra- <laughs> well, I'm a stubborn kind of guy. So for me, when I make a conviction, I have to stick to it because I don't want to be labeled as a poser. Even though occasionally... You realize that once you do something because of that, it makes you a poser? Maybe. Immediately makes you But I stuck to my guns. So I renounced the Red Sox. I still root for them. I hope they win, but... I know, but you renounced them and did not jump back on when they won the fucking pennant. No, and you know what, though? And I give you a lot of credit for that because I would have jumped back on full heart. If I renounced the Flyers tomorrow and they win the Stanley Cup in three years, I'll jump back on. Just so people know, I didn't go to a single one of those parades. But... I jumped on Kansas City because I think George Brett might have been one of the best players that's ever played the game. And is he I still also, playing? I also rooted for them when they were down in the dumps. They had absolutely nobody. There's no reason to root for Kansas City other than their cool fucking uniforms. And that's what I like best about them. And yeah, my initials helped. That's weird my initials to helped. me. Well, what else was I going to pick it on? I had to root for somebody. But that's why you and then, stay loyal to your eight town. Eight years after I joined that team, they gave me a World Series that they hadn't given anybody else. They and, did, and, and it was crazy. It was, or I think it was 1980. Don't worry. No one cares. It was a long time ago. But they won it in 2015, and that's all that matters. And they went to back-to-back World Series. Was, they could have won two in a is row. Is that really how long ago that was? In 2015? Yeah. Can you oh. that? It felt like it was like two years ago. No. Two years ago was the Astros, maybe? Either way, it wasn't that first time back for them. Mm-mm. Damn, I really thought that was recent. No. Wow. No, time is going it, by and quick. they did it with finesse. They and did. We, they had No, it caught my no attention. Names. They did it. Yeah, they did it with finesse. Because like, if, if baseball catches my attention, they're doing something. Do you want to know a little secret? <laughs> no, maybe. Three of the Braves players that won the World Series were Kansas City Royals. That makes sense. Can you believe that? Dude, baseball is definitely one. Just like Stanley Cup, when you have guys in your team that have been there and, like, especially a hard series to win it all, like, they're invaluable like, when they're there again. There's intangibles in baseball that you cannot explain. Okay. You won't, you wouldn't know. But, anyways. I wouldn't. Go ahead. What are they? What, what are you doing? So clutch hitting. You cannot put a figure on that. Okay, when you they, can't. I agree. When they hit a home run whenever it counts no matter what they can be I, batting 190 and, and you can have but he hits a grand slam in the bottom of the ninth every time it, he does it three every times time. he does it three times in a season that's amazing yeah but if he does it three times in a season when the game is on the line yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, that's what I'm saying that's a, that's he literally game. wins the game th- at least three in a season that's crazy especially in a sport that is so deep in these analytics with ball rotation and bat speed and trajectory and all this other BS that literally doesn't matter that guy is against your mentality, though, he's like the anti-stack guy. He's the reason you can't keep like, no, stats. No, he is the stack guy. No, because his stats are so bad. But he's taking too far. Because his stats are so bad, like his day-to-day, his overall. His, the, if you crunch his numbers, mm-hmm. his stats are garbage. But you can't quantify the fact that that's the guy who might win the game. Right. Like, hockey had this, too. 
Hockey you, definitely has this. Not as much anymore. It still does, but not like it used to because enforcers used to be a well, thing. I'll tell you another intangible in a second. Keep going with your baseball ones, though, because I will sidetrack with hockey real quick. All right, easy. So another one is guy can just be a journeyman. He can be a middle-of-the-road guy, plain average Joe. Okay. He'll probably play 10 years, but that's pretty much it. For whatever reason, he can bat 220 against the rest of the league, and this one pitcher he'll just own for his entire career. Yeah. He'll bat 600 against them. Nobody knows why. They just do. That's another intangible. Sure. Dude, I guess you see it all the time. You see the greatest pitchers ever. Ryan uh, Ryan Nolan uh, will have I had his has 4,000 strikeouts, basically. Yeah. There's guys that would hit 800 off of him. Not very many. Yeah, but there were a few guys who lit his ass up. But they always work. Yeah. They always work. Same thing in today's game. It's, and it's just mind-blowing that how can that be? How can that be? Because ba- that's where baseball is like chess. For whatever reason, that batter sees it the way that pitcher's throwing it. Their brains are in tuned, like they think similar they or something. Share, they definitely There's share some, DNA or something, or just the, or just how their body would do the same mechanics. Mm-hmm. So when they throw the ball, they're in tuned in a different way than that most people. But are. against a pitcher with a six ERA, they'll flail and swing out of their shoes. It's chess. It's, it's wild. fucking chess. Baseball's chess. Really stupid, slow, boring trend. It's chef. not boring. It's, uh, it's not any boring. more boring than occasional hockey. Yeah, but when hockey is as boring First as baseball. First period is... hockey is boring. No, it can be. It's boring as ball. No, no, but when hockey gets as boring as baseball just normally is, the crowd starts booing. The fans do engage heavily. Yeah, That's so. what I like about hockey. And because you're in an enclosed space, uh, it really just echoes. Do you wait? You comparing a boring baseball game? What's a boring baseball game? It goes nine innings and ends up being one nothing. But somebody's there's throwing like, a serious game. No, that's exciting. No, to no, 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 no. Sure, but there's plenty of times where it's like, no, they're getting base hits. They're get. You mean it, just like a walk? And nobody's yeah, scoring. Yeah, yeah. So it's the pitcher's not. There's the, eleven hits. The pitcher's obviously run. playing well, but he's not playing like oh the my defense god. Is playing well. It's just the te- it's just both teams are just evenly matched, even though their records say they shouldn't. You be. see that in hockey too. There's a zero one games. But no, but that's different. But that's exciting in hockey because that's rare. Well, that's exciting in hockey because is it's, it that rare? Yeah, no, well, in today's league it is. But no, it's not in the sense of what you're saying. But it's... Ex- Dude, if you have a 0-0 zero, zero hockey game in a third, yeah, you probably saw a boring game. You probably did. But then you have the finish of a one nothing game at the end. So the whole third period is like on your edge of your seat. I don't know. But I feel like that's the same way in the ninth inning when it's 1-0 and the closure's coming in and every pitch counts. Because it's so close. It could be a 2-3 game. Still the same thing. So, like, I feel like baseball and NASCAR are in the same boat with me. NASCAR is the most boring sport. Until, like, last 10 laps. Last then 10 it's laps. fucking insane. Because like, it's out of the, it's like out of this, like, the things they go for, the things they do, like, they, they ball so, the wall. Maybe it's more than 10 NASCAR's laps. NASCAR is an exponential game, isn't it? Because you're racing 500, well, in the big races, you're racing 500 laps, right? You have your pit stops. Destroy sure. everything else because you could fall six lengths behind, and then that guy in front of you has to get a pit stop, but you can fire. Sure. Him. And then you can push the car to its limits and everything else. And your pit crew matters. Yeah, motherfuckers run out of gas. Because one second equals 60 seconds. I don't really know how it breaks out. I don't watch either. But the racetrack is loud and exciting, and you can drink. Yeah, well, going to see that shit, it's, it's awesome. I recommend everyone to go see NASCAR. Mm-hmm. It's great life. But it's the same kind of thing, where no matter what is going on in in either sport, you're like, it's the very end. I don't know. I think if you're watching NASCAR on TV, the announcers could do a better job of explaining why things matter. Whereas in baseball, so you get a lot of history lessons during the whole thing. That's terrible. I think that's great. Uh, but they're not good history lessons. They're baseball history lessons. But that's why they're great. Uh, I don't. I don't get I don't it. Know. I don't get it. I don't understand it. That's cool. We're different people in that regard. Yeah, but here's the thing. How do you feel about hockey this year, dude? I'm yeah. back in. I'm all the way back yeah. in. Roped in. Roped in. Like, if you're not a hockey fan, I think you should check it out just a little bit. Try it for a month and then see how you feel. Because I feel like the sport doesn't get enough credit. Bad marketing. 
would uh, what what could they do better, Mark? I don't know. <laughs> Sell it more. Do I don't better. know what did what did football and baseball do? Well, football, football, like that's hockey. Obviously, didn't do that. It didn't. So, well, I think baseball did it because it's been around so long, and you had a lot of interesting. All these sports have been around since black and white TV. They've all had the time to. Hockey only came about in the fifties, right? No. Well, they started getting bit. the league. When was the league formed? Fifty four. Oh, I don't know the actual actual NHL, but it's been around since the early nineteen hundreds. Hockey. And, oh, hockey's been ice hockey's been around for a long time. Well, no, like organized leagues, but they were mainly Canadian. But yeah, which is how come? Why didn't Canada have this big giant sport when all the players are from Canada? They do. It's your the Canadian hockey league's bigger than the NHL. No, no, but it, no, that's that's the issue. No, no. that's an issue. hockey's life up there. It is life, but why don't they have the sport? They 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 do. It's the NHL. <laughs> but why why is it based in America? Why are there? Is it? Why, I mean, is, it, why is there 26 American teams? Whoa, four, why, why is it based in America? Could be more teams? Yeah. Do you know where who reviews goals? Canadians? Toronto. Toronto's the hub. NHL's hub's in Toronto. But NHL's hub's in Toronto. But it's not a Canadian-owned thing. I don't think it's... It's not American-owned. It started... NHL started December 19th, 1917. The NHL started. Yes. Dude, but it was but it was just the under league at that time. It wasn't know. the NHL. It was just called. First ever date, National Hockey League. I... But okay, so alright. So these been, been around shit. for a while. Because I mean football was around for the while for a while, but the NFL wasn't formed until nineteen fifty nine, nineteen sixty. Hockey's been around for a minute. Where did baseball get going? The MLB. Dude, this is going like 1875. I was gonna say 1888 around there was like when. Yeah, we MLB. really had a boom in sports in the late 1800s. Yeah, sports became a thing. <laughs> but I did they, not realize the NHL was that old. Yeah, but it wasn't the NHL until the 60s. I don't know NHL like National Hockey League. I don't know. But was it like the NHL? And did they have an AHL? Did they have like? A Canadian hockey folk? I don't know. November 26, 1917 was the, when it was founded. With the six teams? Yeah, I don't know. That's why it, it's not telling the original me. six? That's crazy. Anyway, we don't need to go down a hockey rabbit hole. Yeah. <laughs> but but these lockouts and, and these poor marketing really hurt their own sport. Oh, when, hockey when is... It, when it's... When the product is so much better than... It's part of the reason I love the sport, though, is because of that. It is the underdog sport. It's nice. It's fun to watch. It's I like that not everyone's on board. I don't know if I'd still feel the same way if everyone was. So you're saying if it was, a big, if it was bigger than basketball, you'd be sad about it? I mean, when you go to games, it's the camaraderie changes. Is basketball, really, even though basketball is money, is obviously more... Oh, basketball is that different. The I big two, is. the big two are. I think basketball has has a bigger voice. I think it does a better better job selling its product, and it, it's a global sport. But it's crazy on the decline right now. So I don't know if it's gonna stay that. Uh, is it on the decline? Oh yeah, real bad. How's like, it? No, how, how so? Oh no, like oh, I like huge percents of viewership. Do you follow the uh, the stock reports? No, I just because fo- I don't. <laughs> I just follow. I just follow a lot of hate websites. The hate websites don't count. Yeah, they're fun. What? Um, <laughs> basketball. What is that? NHLforlife.com? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Everyone else must die. Hockey lives forever. Dot org. <laughs> you're the you're the uh, website runner. Um, I don't know, but it's not even basketball though is not a good comparison to what baseball and football are bringing in. Definitely not, and like, I mean baseball is on a decline. And it's and it's sad in my eyes because I think oh I love that I but I think it. it's just interest um, people the the game's not conveyed in the way that it should be shared it's just people take one look at it and think it's a boring sport and they go they gravitate towards football because football is the sport oh it's right the now. most boring sport football is, it is the sport. most boring sport and if you argue with me just go watch one game live. So there was um, somebody that like broke down a uh, a football game. Do you know how many they play sixty minutes? Do you know how many minutes the players are actually moving? I would say thirty-five. 
It's less than that. No way. Yes, it is. What is it? I don't know. It's somewhere around 18, 19 minutes. What is the stat? How many, How long are football players actually moving in a game? Because the clock winds down 30 seconds every time a play ends, unless it's the clock stopped. So it ends up being around 20 minutes that they're actually making a play, which is wild to think about. And it's true. Well, no, it's, the whole it's, game is a countdown. That's it, all it is. They just hang out a lot. But it's 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 fun to see players cover each other and like a big pass or a broken tackle is like probably the most exciting thing. I mean, we sure. talked about this before. Yeah, sensationalized moments are amazing. But there's a there's, how the hell did we get from this, from Freddy Cougar to this? It just that's just the way it flows. Yeah, <laughs> good for sure, Freddy. Sorry. Somehow it went from Freddy to I Disney saw, to I saw a baseball. sport that I have no idea. Why it doesn't have more of a following? Which one? I saw this flyer for micro wrestling. Micro wrestling. Oh my god! Holy shit! I was so fired up. I wanted to go see it right then and there. Unfortunately, have you never? Is this gonna be another sheltered kill moment where you've never probably, seen micro wrestling? Probably of any type. I micro wrestling seems like it's a jam, and it's way more exciting than football. Well, yeah, they they're actually putting it on the line. Well, what is it? Well, they want to entertain you. They're wrestlers. They're just, re, they're just wee little people. But they have, like, characters that go along with it. Just like wrestling. They do the whole thing. They're in their own league. That, that looks so exciting. So when you saw this, did you have the opportunity to see this and didn't I take didn't it? Know. Oh, I didn't get to good. see it. I was, I was, if they, I was still there on the day it was happening, I would have gone to see it. Absolutely. 100%. So I don't think there's any coming up in Philadelphia anytime soon mm-hmm. of any micro or um, midget wrestling, which is... I. That's the name of the. That's the name of it. Like I can't change that. Oh, <laughs> I'm not trying to piss off the LPs of the world, but there, I don't think there's any coming here locally. But typically they travel with the tattoo conventions. You've never. I'm surprised you've never been to that, at least once. But it, it is a sight to see. A lot of times they um have like an opening act of like a rock band, which is also usually LPs. Well. Which is pretty amazing. I've definitely been to a uh, tattoo convention. You went there the right day. Because most likely they had some version of little people wrestling. Really? Dude, this is something I want to see. I it's think it's very, a, very common with tattoo. I think they put on a great show. Uh, as soon as you sent me the link when you were in Florida, this I went looking. I had never seen this. I went looking in PA and there's none coming up because I was going to bring you to one. Because there's always been a little person in wrestling like as a, yeah, as a doink. gimmick. Doink the clown and dink the clown. Wait, it wasn't. It was, no, yeah, it wasn't. Doink wasn't the actual. Yeah, doink. He had little people, right? He, he had he, a little doink. The he clown. wasn't. His the, name was Dink the clown. Okay, Dink was the little one. Okay. Yeah, and there's been others too. Did you watch wrestling back then, dude? Yes. I can only remember the good parts though, like Heartbreak Kid and Razor Ramon and Big Daddy King. Uh, Not Big, even Razor Ramon, but like. Road Warriors, Sergeant Slaughter. Oh, you're going way back. You're like a uh, kid, kid. Like I yeah, mean, Doink I, and Dink. Doink the Hulk Hogan. The cartoon era was the best for me. The cartoon era. Yeah, that's what they called it. That was Doink the Clown's era, with Sergeant, where where everybody oh, was a character. I just call it the old school wrestling, but I guess. Oh, is that what you call it? Yeah, it's just so what, it has to be that title. No, I didn't know no, it. But they one. have it. They have You're like. A dick. <laughs> They have the, I think it was called the cartoon era. Then it goes into the attitude era, and that's when you get into your Stone Cold and your. Okay, rock. that's fair. And I don't know what it's called. I now. loved all that, but that's where I check out. I would love to bring someone on the show that could tell us more. Because you know, my I, little. I got a friend that is really. Dude, we really, we really, sh- we should really talk I mean, to. So I've gone through like waves of enjoying wrestling, like Undertaker. Was, oh, he's my he my was hero. The best wrestler ever I wanted to be Paul Bearer just going to be next to him and he was my fucking hearing and then when I got that back was... into wrestling Undertaker was still there and I was it, like it still the guy it seemed to be the same guy too it was weird no well, well seriously though if you know someone we should really talk to him my little sister and her boyfriend are like die hard into wrestling but she wasn't growing up was she get in was she get on in the action well she she lives in Florida so no no but she won't fly out for this but dude like, like they like <laughs> have street, like, they got rid of cable but have streaming services a, like cater around wrestling so they don't miss any of the wrestling and like this wasn't my sister we weren't a wrestling house I was a wrestling fan when I was a kid she wasn't even born yet we're so far apart in age 
So it's like, wait, you like wrestling now? Like, it's so weird to me that I would love to like know what's going on now. And if someone could too. explain that to me, I would be, it would be invaluable to me. Dude, tell me about it. I would love to know exactly what's going on right now and why things There's are like, going on. There's like, the WWE, whatever the fuck that is, you got it, you got it. owns like everything. So they own and they programs. Like, they have, so they, they like divide it up. Like, but then TNT has Impact Wrestling. But they like don't interact except for like special occasions. Like what? And then, you, and then you see old characters on new wrestling shows. Yeah, it makes wild. my it makes my head. And then like Stone Cold like has a podcast now and is killing it. Have you seen the documentary on Stone Cold? No, but I would like to. Where's okay. that? Uh, so on Hulu, I don't know what network it is, but on Hulu there's a bunch of wrestling. What you could equivalent to a thirty for thirty. I don't know what the show is called, but they go through each wrestler's career and what their experience was. I'm gassy tonight. <laughs> what did you eat? Uh, nothing. Holy shit. That better than smell. I'm sorry, keep going. It won't. It won't. When they're like that, they never do. So they interview them for an hour and they talk about coming up in their career, what their home life was like, and then the transformation into the thing that made them huge. Yeah. And then, um, you know, their major... You know, set back in in their career. Like for Stone Cold, he broke his neck because yeah. the 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 move that was gonna happen, they didn't take his feedback from it, and they were like, "No, you're just gonna do it like this," and boom, hit his neck, and then he that was, was a huge permanently moment. disabled. Yeah, even though he came back, he yeah, was, no, he was never death. the same. No, no, he was, he was never the same. Yeah, yeah, he also has like knee injury problems where like it fucking. No, that knee injury itch. problem is from a spinal injury. Is it really? Yes. Holy shit! Yes. I want to watch this. Yeah, it's so good. And as a person, Stone Cold is a great human being. That guy, he's just so down to earth. He's salt to the earth. He's, he's salt. He's one earth. of those people, man. And he's an entertainer, and he really gets it. He just he just wanted to entertain people. Man, if he could be on this podcast, could you imagine? I couldn't stop. I don't. I, I wouldn't know what to ask him. I was, like, would, I was like, so you're stone cold, right? <laughs> so when you were a kid and you were into wrestling, did you have friends that you wrestled with? Absolutely. So my friend across the street, he was a very tall kid because all my friends are tall. I don't know why. But he's like 6'3", and he dropped a stunner on me once, and it hurt my neck because we were outside on regular old ground. But um, one day I went over his house and we're in the playroom and I was like, why is there a hole in your wall? And he's like, oh, I did a suplex and I put my brother's head through the wall. <laughs> so that's a pretty typical scenario. That was, like that you, was do life. Moves, you do moves on each other yeah. that you see on TV. There's an act, but you don't know that. So you're just like, I'm going to do it too. Yeah, well, yeah, your your version of acting is nowhere near as good as theirs. That's really what it comes even, even you're trying to fake it. You're trying to, but yeah. you got to make it real. Yeah, but you think you're watching you sell, something real. Sell out so. to a nobody crowd. Yeah, well, so we used to do Royal Rumbles. With, How many and, friends? Like, it, uh, it would be three to five usually. And that's a Royal Rumble. Well, no, what we do is we would write out all the wrestlers' names that were going to be in the Royal Rumble. And as you got eliminated... You'd you would become the next guy in okay, list. Okay, okay. We That's had cool. That's cool. we had to make rules <laughs> for certain like players, like for certain guys, Stone Cold, Undertaker. Like you couldn't like get out on purpose because if you knew you Undertaker, out on that, just so you could get Undertaker next because he would come in and dominate, or Stone Cold would run in and really yeah. fuck everyone up real quick because yeah. that's how Stone Cold. Because we played into their characters, so your Undertaker and you come in fresh, you immediately choke slam someone. That's just how that worked. That's how it worked in WWF. Stone Cold, you come in the Royal Rumble, you immediately yeah. kick someone in the gut and then fucking stun them. Like that's what you do immediately, and then you haymaker like four other dudes. Like that's what Stone Cold does, and then you pound some beers. Like so we had to, like make you pound beers. No, we would like oh, okay. we would simulate it though, like all the time. Like we, like I, I got caught so many times pretending I was Stone Cold. Do we have enough? And then I get suplexed. I was doing the beer move, and someone would come sneak me. Do we have enough friends to recreate a Royal Rumble? I don't think we have enough patience to create a Royal Rumble. <laughs> Why not? I think the same rules would be needed because I would yeah. definitely. Yeah, but if you hurt my neck, I'm probably gonna punch you in the nuts as hard as I can. It just becomes a real throwdown. I bet you anything. <laughs> At least half of us can't walk the next day because we're old and we're broken. I don't know. Well, you think so? Yeah. But it would be worth it, right? I would try. I would try. I would try. 
I'm doing it like my old school way. We write a list. I feel like we would have to like do it good though, and we would. This would have to be on the podcast. Dude, Savage would just fuck all of us up. He would. Savage would end up winning. He'd be like, "All right, first off, yeah. Macho Man, and then just nobody wins." Yeah. <laughs> like, uh, I'll be. Sa- I, try, I would try to be like mankind. Like, Sacco, man, <laughs> yes. and he would just be like, "Oh yeah," and throw me out. Savage is. I would definitely be Hulk Hogan and still get owned by him. Easily, easily. I think Savage would just end up beating all of us. Oh my god! So we need. All right, my friend. My friend will come on the podcast. He will give us the news and uh, tell us. Is he like a current fan? He's a current fan. Like he never he gave never up. Stopped. Good for him. He never stopped. He's not a bandwagon. Good for him. He's he's got he's got the video games. He's got T-shirts. He's got it all. I, I couldn't even tell you what how kind of storylines are going. I don't understand how he stayed with it for all these years. But I don't either because I feel like because I'm going to ask him. I feel like because it's a soap opera. Yeah, like you get back into it. And but here's the thing, though. Like it's gotten like the reason my sister's into it because like the reality show of the divas, like oh, we should talk about her, the divas. Oh, but God. her like path into it. Like, it's a reason for me not to the like it. The Divas weren't even around us when we were growing well, up. Well, no, they were around towards the yeah, end of it. Was China, Sable. It. No, Sable. Oh, Sable's hot. She sure was in Playboy when we were kids. That's why I love her. Yeah, my fucking friend's dad has that episode. That, that what, what would you call that? Issue? Issue? Yeah. Ooh! Nothing like seeing that chick naked. Look it up. So I'm not looking up Sable naked. No, well, look at the issue. Because all I'll have is China's sex table come up, and that scarred me forever. Yeah, that was with that one guy. April 1999. Came right up. <laughs> Wait, what? April 1999. Sable. Sable. That's, that was the issue. Does anyone have that? I mean... That's a collector's item. Actually, it might be worth... One of the few Playboys that's worth money. So... So, so what? I want to recruit him. All right, let's get him. I don't know who this guy is, but I want to meet him. We'll get him. We're gonna get him on the next episode. Stay tuned Ooh. for that. We'll catch you next time. Yeah, growing up in America. Growing up in America podcast. I'm Ron. I'm Keel. Fuck <laughs> off. <laughs>